0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout episode 33 for Wednesday, March 16th. Marty Sleva here, joined, as always, by Nick Kalanger and Casey Wosu. What's up, guys?
1: Morning. Oh, hey. My morning alarm is going off, too. Oh, well, well, it's time for the
0: podcast. That's your podcast alarm. (laughs) That wouldn't be a good alarm. Like, 9 o'clock is not a good time to wake up for the 9 o'clock podcast.
1: Nope. I thought about it. I thought about doing it. I thought about doing it after driving 11 hours today. I was like, mm. I got up at like 8 o'clock and I was like, no, I'm not ready to get up yet. And then I got up at 8.30 and I was like, fuck.
0: Oh, you were pushing it. You <laughs> yes, were
1: pushing I it. I was pushing it.
0: Uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome to Breakout. This is uh, the Escapist's weekly conversation show about games and movies and TV and whatnot. Uh, we got a neat show for you today. Uh, we're going to talk about Ghostwire Tokyo, a game I've had a chance to play quite a bit of. And I feel like there's not enough conversation around. So we're going to talk about why is that and why you 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 specifically should be excited. I don't know who the you there was, the collective you. Oh, weebs. Weeb should be excited. So, yes, you oh, no. <laughs> you should be excited. Oh, no, Nick doesn't no, it look, excited. no, it did. It did look cool
2: from yeah. last they showed. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it is neat. I feel like it's one of those games that's uh, suffering from a very long tailed preview cycle. Like we've seen the game quite a bit for a long time at a certain point. Everyone's just it was like Deathloop last year. Everyone's like, just f- just release the game. Just please get it out here. My family is hungry. We we, we need to eat the ghosts. Uh, we're also going to talk about Tunic, which is coming out today. And Casey's review is going to be up in a few hours. And so we can't give review impressions, but we can give non review impressions. Yeah, because it kinda... did
2: have like some early demos. demos. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah public can... demos.
0: So so again, we're going to also talk about why this is a game that should be on your radar. Uh, and then talk about some of the stuff we've been watching. And, of course, we've got to check in on our, our sweet baby boy Elden Ring because uh, not enough <laughs> people are talking about it. Not enough of the 12 million people who bought the game are talking about that's, it. So. That was insane. Yeah, that's a the
1: new news. 12 million uh, people on that game already. It took three years for Dark Souls 3 to sell 10 million. It took yeah. two weeks for yeah. Elden Ring to sell 12 million. That's insane. Yeah, it was,
0: I think we, we knew Elden Ring was going to be a big one. Uh, yeah. uh it's NPD rankings were coming out and it was v- right at the top uh, uh despite coming out 2 days before the end of the month and then yeah hearing this 12 million copies in uh, 3 weeks which is just insane like far away the the, the best selling from soft game uh the fastest selling like this is in like rarefied atmosphere this is in like call of duty atmosphere
2: yeah. um and, and i they, think I Eld- didn't even have to keep the the title like they it's just probably called better it something didn't. else, and it's still sold.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe that maybe that made it better. Like calling it Dark Souls Four, maybe it would have been like, ugh, I don't know if I can jump into this thing, but you know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm I'm not hundred percent sure what it is. Like I I love Elden Ring and I'm I it I'm glad it's sold this much and is getting this much attention and will hopefully like I don't know, show people that you can take risks and do new things and 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 sort of get outside your comfort zone and and make something cool. Um but yeah, I don't know what it was about this like cocktail that ended up being so much more potent than uh, you know the games that came before it. I don't know if it was just word of mouth, marketing, I don't know. It's like the the commercials for the game. I don't I don't watch TV, so I'd,
1: yeah, are- it's, it's probably just the marketing for it honestly like a new you know exciting open world action RPG but I don't I'm I'm assuming a lot of people probably didn't know what they were getting into I'm curious to see how the conversation shifts in a couple of months once like all yeah. the, the non hardcore you know Dark Souls fans get around to playing it and see what they think but I don't know I've seen a lot of people even in media on my feed like this was their first Souls game and they're loving it
2: uh-huh. so like my guess would have to be a lot of the early the early impressions, like all of those 10 reviews, like you don't see that very often. Like it's going to be even the most the most uh, anti person to pay attention when pretty much every outlet's given a game a perfect score. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, maybe that's it. And, and um, yeah, I don't know how much like George R. R. Martin's name sort of carries sway in 2022, um, but I'm sure that didn't hurt. Uh, even though as I play the game, I'm like, I can't Like, I I would love to know what George R. R. Martin came up with because nothing seems outside the wheelhouse of FromSoft at all um, in terms of story, in terms
2: of characters, in terms of lore. Which means Miyazaki could have written Game of Thrones is what I'm getting from (laughs) from this information. (laughs) Oh, God. And uh, as
0: I said about how I'm not a big fan of uh, uh, last thirds of most uh, Miyazaki games, I guess he would have also not stuck the landing <laughs> of Game of Thrones. <laughs> they should swap. Miyazaki should finish the Game of Thrones books.
2: You wouldn't understand. George I think R. R. Martin going should do the next From Software title.
0: George R. R. Martin should do Armored Core. Yeah.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> that,
1: sounds,
0: that sounds perfect. Uh, where do you- armored Core. So where do you? I mean, they've said uh, Namco in *Sasarobot* was just like a a robot fucking the machine that made it. (laughs) Uh, Jesus, that was—it's really early in the morning to be talking about that stuff. What's going on? It's Uh, nine o'clock. I mean, I haven't even had toast yet. Uh, also, uh, Nick, Andrew, thank you so much for the uh, Super Chats, as um, you guys already know. But uh, to folks in the audience who might not know, uh, uh, we handle, we accept your Super Chats. We accept them. <laughs> we, I guess we'll take your Super Chats. Uh, but no, all so much of the cool shit we do on uh, The Escapist is funded by your donations and Super Chats and memberships. And they're greatly appreciated. And if you get those in now, uh, in the tail end of the show, we'll talk about it. So if you have thoughts, if you have goofs, if you have guffaws, if you have questions
1: we'll get to we'll get to all those at the end but uh start thinking yeah, of Namco said too because we already finished the Metal Gear one that one's funded so that's doing it. yeah so we're once uh,
0: yeah once Casey and I wrap up uh Dead Space 3 which will well, probably be a, a three four more sessions um I think we're about halfway through now um so uh then we'll yeah move on to Metal Gear Solid and and uh we've committed to Metal Gear Solid 1 I imagine we'll probably go to we'll we'll see how far we take it we're going to take it as far as, as we're having a good time and the audience is having a good time. I really am... The idea of playing Metal Gear Solid 4 on a stream is very funny to me, though, because there are just very long stretches where that is not a video game. It's <laughs> just a nice little movie. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, Yeah, Namco said, though, with that 12 million number that they are now, like, that, that Elden Ring is a franchise that they are planning on expanding beyond video games. So what's, what's, what, do you, what do you guys think about that?
1: Animated Netflix show. Uh.
2: I think animated, yeah, I'd be way into it, but I don't think they're yeah. animated. The live action, won't that not. Broad appeal.
1: They, those creatures are so weird. There's no way they do live action for
2: something like Yeah, that, I, yeah, I wouldn't even want but them. The public, Nick. No. The public, they, <laughs> the public. <laughs> no. they don't like the cartoons. They got to nope. see real people. Otherwise, Good the studio did arcane.
0: Scenes. No, I don't know. I don't think the arcane uh, animation style would work. I don't think I'd want it
2: in Elden. Right? Yeah, not for... Elder, no, yeah, yeah Elden Ring.
0: I mean, Elden Ring is so. I mean, all the Dark Souls stuff is so heavily inspired by Berserk that it would make sense to just do like a really dark, gritty anime take on it. Um, you see Berserk's anime take? Well, yeah, but do it good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not great. Yeah, I'll we'll tell you what though, the-
1: I would take like I would take a book about like Elden Ring's lore, or something like that, like a novelization of that kind of thing. You, like I would make a about any of these games, honestly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, like, uh, I need to watch like a, a nice British man do like a three-hour essay to understand the story of any of these things. And so, I think like, so. just
1: your protagonist never talks. So I have no idea how that would work. <laughs> you know, actually, every every chapter is just a different way your character, the person, died. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Rather...
2: Like I, I wouldn't want a story that follows like the player character, like the events. Yeah, it needs after, to follow the, that's the NPCs where the story takes place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, the to be a stuff that story happened. That do something like that. Exactly, it would have to be a prequel story that tells you what happened before your character gets there. That's where it would work, I think.
0: Yeah, I want to know what's going on with the loathsome dung eater. All those characters <laughs> in the opening monologue. I want to know what's going on with them. The ever brilliant gold mask. I met that guy once. I'm not sure what his story is, but I met him once. <laughs> In not in the game, not in real life. Mm-hmm. That's that'd be weird. He's not a real person.
2: Not yet. Um, is that the guy who I I saw just standing and and pointing at the tree?
0: Yeah, you probably saw him recently. You saw him in yeah. outside the capital city. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, you ran was, into ever brilliant like, gold
2: mask as well. I was like, what's going on with this guy?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's literally where I saw him, and he just hasn't come up in the rest of my story. And I'm right before the <laughs> final boss, so I'm like, unless this dude pops up in like the final boss chamber, I, I, I think I maybe missed this story or um where where so Nick you haven't where where are you um in the game we'll do a weekly uh, check in before we
1: move on yeah i I haven't had a chance to play it in like five days now because I was on my road mm-hmm. trip, so uh but i I am stuck at malth. I might have to go back and upgrade my uh my mimic tear a little bit more mm-hmm. or my, my whatever it's called mm. my my mimic so my
0: my mimic is my problem is i'm i'm a sorcerer. Yep. And sorcerers almost aren't good for the mimic there. Um, so the mimic, do
2: you, do you know about the mimic thing, uh, Casey? Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people are using it to to help them out of quite a bit. I've not found it yet. Yeah, so I'm doing it the old way where I just there you go. Swing, swing weapons at it. <laughs> if you gave me a thousand dollars, I couldn't tell
0: you where I found it. It's just one of those. I, I I went to like a weird state one weekend where I played like 40 hours and I just ended it with a bunch of stuff I liked. And I was like, oh, this is good. This this worked out well, uh, but yeah, it's a summon ash where you uh, summon uh, like a carbon copy of your character with the current armor and stats and and stuff. Um, and apparently with uh fully upgraded with a with a melee character, it's just like the best tank you can possibly have, and it just pulls aggro and, and stays alive. Um, but with a sorcerer, um, I just get squashed very yeah, quickly. So
1: he still he still gets squashed on Malekith. Malekith's just a piece of shit. Malik is really
0: tough. <laughs> yeah, Malik is really tough. That second the first form, I was like, oh, this is easy as shit. Yeah. And then you get the second form, you're like, oh dang.
1: Uh yeah, uh, he's he's got like I don't want to spoil it for anybody. It's just basically his weapon is makes me angry. Irrationally angry, actually. If there's a handgun. I'm sure there are people that are have broken their controllers over this guy.
0: Uh yeah, I wanna I wanna know top ten Looking broken forward. controller enemies. <laughs> yeah.
2: Where uh where where are you at, Casey? um i just killed the star scourge uh radon um what did you, you guys think of that um, fight what did you guys think of that that fight's actually cool like i I, mm-hmm. I I like the fact that it wasn't like a straight up fight like to to really win you have to kind of, kind of stay away from him and like yeah. just keep summoning like pikmin to throw at him or whatever mm-hmm <laughs> But uh, I tried to have uh, my friend uh, Jeff help me in that fight, and they take away your horse when you summon someone, and mm-hmm. that made the fight impossible. <laughs> so I had to do it by myself. Like friends cannot help you with that fight. <laughs> oh, you can't yeah. you can't
0: horse around when you got pals in you
2: cannot. No. no. You, nope. That'd probably break so down. So like that anyway. really sucked trying to fight him that way.
1: Yeah, well if you did enough so I, exploring I, I you could have had good. a lot of help without a horse.
2: Oh, you mean like more people to summon? Yeah. You could summon like a whole army. I mean, I had, yeah, I had a, a lot of folks run oh. into my rescue. It probably wasn't as much as I could have had, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, we, we got it done. Like I, they, they ran interference. Like I would uh, pepper with like arrows from afar. Uh, I made use of that uh, dragon rot breath because apparently that's super oh, yeah. OP in the game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anything that could do uh, damage yeah, over through. time to where you can like get in, hit them with it and sort of get out. Um,
2: That, that helps in the game a lot. Yeah, I upgraded my uh, starting katana. Finally, like I'm using the Meteor Blade now, and that thing rest shop now. It's upgraded. So yeah, I'm having a a good go of it in some places. Other places are still I'm using that one too because I'm not a magic boy.
1: I just hate that you can't change the ash 4 on it because I hate that gravity thing.
2: Um, it's it's useful. It is. I hate it though. (laughs) I want my blood flashback. (laughs) Like I want to get the moon veil katana so I can basically have. That yeah. be the weapon that I have, uh, that I use the Ash of War for, and then just do damage with both katanas at the same time because I'm, I'm gonna make a dual wielding build work for me, like it, it's my goal, my end goal in this game. Yeah, Moon is the one I, I, I uh, can do that, the one I use thing to
1: try tonight. i <laughs> what to dual wield? Yes, I have both the Moon Veil and the Meteor or whatever katana both upgraded to the max. So, yeah,
2: yeah, give it a shot, see if that works. Mm-hmm.
0: Hell yeah uh well there you go that's our uh that's our that's our uh weekly elden ring chat <laughs> so well, we wanted to front load it so that it wasn't like peppered throughout the entire though we'll probably bring up elden ring throughout the entire show so just uh apologies on that um but uh yeah we'll we'll tune in uh i guess nick you're still doing your your are you still gonna be streaming editor's hour yeah yeah there you go so you can't you, you can't escape elden ring no it's uh it's it's, unavoidable. it's like Thanos um what do you, you guys been watching playing anything else before we, before we talk about tunic do you guys uh, have anything else
2: um i finished season two of the righteous gemstones on hbo Ooh, how is it like it is just as hilariously stupid as the first season like i don't know mm-hmm. if anyone has really been watching this show but it is so good <laughs> it's, it's danny mcbride um, he has uh, John Goodman playing uh, his father, who's like a, a a preacher of a mega church. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Divine is in it <clears throat> as well, um, and it's it's like just a bunch of really spoiled, really immature uh, preachers, and their father is like you know kind of like this big honcho in like the the mega church world, and like they get into such crazy scenarios because they make so much money. There are like entities outside of their family who are trying to kind of get a piece of that pie mm-hmm. um and it's the, the scenarios are just wildly wildly ridiculous and all the characters are ridiculous uh but at the end they they still somehow make you care about that core family winning even though like they're all like really like terrible and like idiotic. yeah people. yeah <laughs> so like I don't know it's really funny like I'm really enjoying it I saw some of the, I I haven't watched
0: it I saw some of the clips of season two though with uh, Eric Andre
2: Yes, Eric Andre's in the uh, second season. He's good at it. Yeah. A, <laughs> For some I'm reason big... they're from all over the the country but they all have like weird southern preacher accents. It's fine. Yeah. Totally works. No nuts. Yeah. That's totally <laughs> Eric Andre.
0: Yeah, exactly. Nick, what have you you been watching? Some of that Vikings, some of them Valhalla.
1: Yeah, I wrapped up uh, Vikings Valhalla, which is the new Viking show on Netflix that came from the uh, the History one. That was really really good. Vikings over on Mm -hmm. History. Uh, It was. It's so weird to me that the History Channel does like
0: fictional shows. Yeah, growing up, the History Channel used to be like here's 17 hours of World War II documentaries.
1: Yeah, Vikings is like the only History one that I could really get into because like they have one on the Crusades as well with like Mark Hamill's in it. Uh, but like the You're opening. Lucas Mark yeah, but the opening season is like so <laughs> rough that I've had a hard time sticking with it. Uh, so I'll try to go back to it eventually because it's on Netflix too. But uh, yeah. So Vikings Valhalla the kind of continues a story from Vikings, but you don't really need to watch Vikings to know what's going on here. It just kind of has like some character references and all that. Um, but it's. <laughs> I don't know, it's okay. Like you know, these, these shows always take some time when you have like these big casts of characters and they you know, sometimes they work together, sometimes they don't. And I'm like I'm not really feeling the chemistry that I felt in the first Viking show so far. But I mean it ends on like a really cool note with uh Leah Erickson. It's kinda of following his his story. Mm. Uh, if you've ever heard about him and Viking legends. But uh Is
0: it uh is it in like an entirely new set of characters? Does it yeah, connect yeah, yeah. to the show? Yeah, it's show? an entirely
1: okay. new set of characters set like I think a hundred years after the original show. And it's essentially Damn. about like the Vikings, you know, uh, what it's called Valhalla, but it seems like it's heading towards like Ragnarok in a way where, you know, like England, Is it like mythological. Yeah. Like there are, there, there are with it? no, it's not fantasy at all. It's, it's very grounded. Um, but there are like fantasy elements into it where like you, they're, they see visions and their faith and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's a really good show. I, I, like I said, the only the only problem right now is the characters because like all the set pieces and everything are, have been great. um The pacing was really weird in this season though because like I think on history seasons were like thirty, like twenty episodes sometimes. too many episodes? It it worked <laughs> for them, and this one was only like seven or eight episodes, and it just it was like you know they're getting prepared for a war, and then you start the next episode, and they're like in the middle of the war. It's like what? Like, where, where's all the build-up yeah, to everything that happened there? That's a there. big difference, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's like Netflix. I, Netflix has kind of has a problem where, like, they try to make epics, and, like, you kind of need some more time to draw those things out, unless you are just really good with, like, Game of Thrones pacing, where you give yourself, you know, over an hour sometimes for episodes that you need it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's already renewed for season two and three, so I'm glad some oh, nice. more of it to come back. But, uh, the other, yeah. the other Viking show, not Viking. Well, yeah, it is Vikings, but, uh, The Last Kingdom just aired its last season too, so I'm gonna get started on that next. Damn, you got you got dual Viking shows. Yep, and I've been watching Raised by Wolves season two, which that show was weird as fuck, but I love it. (laughs)
0: That was the that was like the Ridley Scott robot show. Yep, Ridley Scott. uh,
1: Yeah, they're androids. They're very very human androids. So it's is it is it. I'm not even it's gonna good. try to ex- yes it's a good show I'm just not gonna even try
2: to explain yeah I like I'll season 1 quite a bit but yeah it is it's super weird yeah
1: season 2 season 2 is a bit more on the normal side
2: but not by much <laughs> yeah I mean the the way season 1 ended I can't imagine anything <laughs> after that being considered normal but alright we'll <laughs> there,
1: yeah yeah uh, it, it, it goes into a lot of like what happened at the end of season 1 like in a, including the fact that like Aliens seem to like humans on the planet, and so like the the episode I just finished literally had a human baby sucking on a alien teat, and the woman's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna leave the baby here. It seems happy." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, interesting." Yeah. yeah, Ridley Scott likes his weird his weird things. Oh, yeah.
0: Now, well, I'm gonna have to Google this alien teat for research. <laughs> Let's see what's and going then, on. Uh,
1: just to, just Watch to make, 2022. Just to make George Lucas happy, I, I read a bunch of bunch more of uh star wars the uh, fallen star on my way home yesterday i just got to is that a high republic yes yes it's like the third and like the more adult entries of those books
2: Uh it's quite good what makes them more adult
1: uh they're they can be kind of graphic with the violence they describe in them and like a lot of the concepts and everything uh they, they have like three different like sets of High Republic, mm-hmm. but so like there's there's books for like the young like young kids, then they have like the uh, uh, teen kind of level, and then they have adult level books. Uh, if you go, you suck on any just, alien.
0: Do you suck on any alien teats in the adult one? No, no. There was teats in. Uh, uh, oh, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, there was teats in. Uh, <laughs> was teats in, uh, <laughs> teats in uh, uh, the last Jedi. Though so, like remember Luke like was squeezing his blue milk out yeah. of the alien cow.
2: Yeah, we were, yeah. Luke was mm-hmm. getting getting it on that
0: yeah. cow he wasn't getting it on he was milking the cow that's not he, getting, it, getting it out i'm get sorry I <laughs> yeah. oh don't call it getting K, it out K, either kc
1: would visit the midwest and see somebody milking that cow, like woo <laughs> they getting it on <laughs> are they married
2: <laughs> they put a ring on it but uh, no oh, the was... milk's not gonna come out if there's a ring on it
1: okay <laughs> let's get the ghost wire books.
2: No, the fact that there are three tiers of book, I'm just curious. Like as a Star Wars fan, would you have to read all the different ones to get the full picture? Yeah, Yeah, So that's like the kitty ones.
1: That's kind of been it's been a little bit interesting in that regard because like there are threads from like all the books that show up in other books, and it's they're written in a way like you don't have to read those books to get that. But then a lot of times like I'll be like, who the hell is that character? And then Mm. like the only problem I've had is like if you start because I started like the. The uh, Into the Dark or whatever—that's like the the mid-level book before you get to the ab- adult book, uh, and so like that story thread is kind of continued in the adult books, but I haven't read the second and third entry in that one, and, and, in like, in that line of books. So then like there's some plot threads in this one that I'm like, oh, I guess you know somebody went and destroyed all this stuff, and I don't know what happened there. So because like, I didn't read those books, they're not numbered. It's kind of weird. Uh, they do. They they have like a timeline, like in the in the opening of the book of like where you kind of should be, but it, yeah, the fact that like they're not all part of the same series and numbered or something like that, to, so that I know what I'm I'm staying on pace with it. It's, it's a little mm-hmm. bit weird in that way. But that being said, like I don't feel completely lost or anything like that. But it is a little a little it can be jarring at certain plot points. All That's right. good. I
0: have uh my my rollercoaster relationship with star wars continues because mm. uh I, th- I thought the obi-wan trailer looked pretty cool despite the fact that it's doing a lot of the things i hate about star wars which is just circling around the same f- fucking characters and places yeah. but the stuff that doesn't do that seems
1: really cool and i like ewan mcgregor and i like do all the fates so i yeah i have rewatched that obi-wan trailer more times than i'm to admit and i you know what as much as we've shit on star wars i will take my lightsaber action with obi-wan kenobi and be happy about it as long as that show looks go. good and also like the inquisitors i think are really fucking cool so you know what yeah. i will uh hypocritically enjoy my rehash star wars stuff for one more time yeah exactly <laughs> and also like just i just thought boba fett and mandalorian are just boring characters in general so give me more jedi stuff i like my jedi stuff i know jack and everybody else hates that stuff but whatever
2: <laughs> well, J- J- are the coolest. They're the coolest characters in the Star Wars universe. Like, yes. let's be honest.
1: And also, yeah. ha- I have like an emotional attachment to this story with Obi Wan, where like Boba Fett, I don't give a fuck about. And Mandalorian was okay, but yeah.
0: You can't that you just can't have a I can't care about a character if they're just wearing a mask the whole time. I think <laughs> I don't know I don't know if there's any exceptions to that, but like you got to take that mask off. Like the acting chief. for me is so much like so facial. Yep. Also, Pedro Pascal is just a, a gorgeous man. Let mm-hmm. me see those baby blues. I don't even—I don't even know what color his eyes are. I just probably not well, blue, though. But well, I mean, they could be blue. What are you talking about? There's like as good of a chance probably as probably not. There's as good of a chance as blue as any other color. I don't know if that's true. Well, I don't know. There's blue, brown, or green. Got <laughs> I got a thirty percent chance. Uh, did you guys see the Miss Marvel trailer? No, no I, I have
1: not yet. I did. I think it looks delightful. I don't remember much about it. I was watching on the car ride yesterday, so I watched it in like chunks.
0: Yeah. It uh it's <laughs> funny it was funny watching it the like 2 days after I watched uh Turning Red, the new Pixar movie because it feels very similar in in tone to that. Um <laughs> which is a good thing. I just think miss Marvel is such a uh, uh you know, uh Kamala Khan is such a different character than what we're used to in the MCU. Um, And yeah, I like the the route they're going with the aesthetic and everything. It seems like the casting choice is like absolutely spot on. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. So there you go. Um yeah, I've been watching a bunch of stuff. Uh I've been watching uh Severance on Apple TV Plus, which I highly recommend to everyone. Yeah, girlfriend just watched it. It's really really good. It's um the new series by Ben Stiller, weird enough, but like Ben Stiller has been directing some like really good TV stuff. Um, mm-hmm. He's not in it. The the series is starring like Adam Scott and John Turturro and uh, Christopher Walken, um, but it kind of has like an Eternal Sunshine e vibe to it, where uh, there's a uh, procedure to where you can uh, sever your consciousness between your work self and your out of work self. So this guy works for a company where as soon as he crosses the threshold into his building, he his existence flips into work mode and as soon as he crosses the threshold out of it he goes into public mode and like the two have no memory of the other one so it's kind of like the idea that your work life is almost a prisoner like that consciousness will never leave that building Mm -hmm. is like is like a prisoner of the job and then so then like the the hardships you're having in real life don't bleed over into your work um really good though yeah i'm really uh really digging it it's it's I think five or six episodes in right now but um highly recommended apple tv plus just uh it's like slowly slowly amassing like a a really incredible lineup of stuff that uh yeah I recommend people if you haven't uh subscribed yet it's even worth subscribing to just for a little bit to like you know blow through a couple things like ted lasso and and mythic quest and um stuff like that so yeah and then then, uh, I watched foundation foundation yeah exactly Mm -hmm. exactly Uh, and then I watched all of, uh, Demon Slayer season two got all caught
2: up. Great. Oh, so all that is finished. Yeah. Yeah. Done with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all finished. The,
0: um, the entertainment district arc is relatively short. I think it's only like 11 episodes. Um, but like season two is almost like the Mugen train episodes and that. So it's like close to 20 episodes or whatever. Uh, but yeah, great. Just still Mm -hmm. like, in my opinion, top tier anime fighting. Um, like the, the pretty much like the last five episodes of it are are just like my favorite fight scene maybe ever in an anime. Just like their their pacing and their their sense of power scaling and sense of like where everyone is geographically in this big fight is um, like second to none, in my opinion. So good stuff. No notes. Anime, anime, colon. It's good. Uh, the story is still I still think the story in even Slayer is kind of dumb. Um, not dumb, but just like. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Like, it's, yeah, it's like it, not it get like um, more complicated. Uh, not yet. I don't know. They're just demon slaying, which is fine. It's like literally, yeah, I, the mean, name. Yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I think maybe it's weird watching it alongside the final season of Attack on Titan, which is like so heavily steeped in like political intrigue and mystery yeah, yeah. and character motivations and stuff. And like, most of the people in in uh, Demon Slayer just sort of wear their uh,
2: wear their personalities on their sleeves. So. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. They're a little yeah. less three-dimensional in that way, but yeah, like they get the job done. Like they're yeah. like, nonetheless.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, pretty good, pretty good time for TV. Also stuff like, like I mentioned, attack on Titan. Uh, I started winning time. The new, uh, HBO show about the Lakers in the eighties, which is excellent. Yeah. That, basketball looks, fans, yeah, that so. looks
2: really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The style is really good.
2: But the show looks real
0: good. <laughs> yeah. It's John C. Riley, uh, is uh, Jerry boss. And it's, uh, yeah, produced by Adam McKay, I think written partly written by Adam McKay. So, yeah, good stuff. I, I highly recommend that I'm, I'm, I'm digging it so far. Yeah. Uh, before we get on to Ghostwire, you want to talk a little bit about Tunic? Uh, who, who, we this is not a review of Tunic. This is not a review of Tunic. We're on the bottom a, of the screen. Yeah, will be a, a review of Tunic. Casey's <laughs> review of Tunic will be live in a few hours and you can watch Casey's review of Tunic then. But if we were to like play some Tunic,
2: probably have some impressions What well, well, Casey what do you think about tunic um <clears throat> like the the main thing about tunic is it it gives off a first impression that is very likable hmm. like it's it's it feels familiar but like with like a fresh coat of paint or maybe not even a fresh coat of paint because what's that um the kind of doll looking remake that they did for legend of zelda what, what was that uh, the link's, like awakening. link's awakening, awakening. Yeah. yeah right like where he looked kind of like toyish like that's the sense i get from this game from tunic cuz uh the just the aesthetic is like so soft and and colorful right um um and they, they do like really cool things that just really throw you back like uh like we mentioned earlier there's this whole uh, manual mechanic like you find pages of like a an instruction booklet and the instruction booklet basically lives outside of the game world like it has like illustrations and like text and information that refers to, you know, like how to control the game, how to, uh, do certain techniques, how to use certain abilities or whatever. Um, and like the, the background, like the, the screen actually turns into like a, a really hazy, like CRT as it mm-hmm. like plays in the background when the book comes up. So like they're, they're really trying to tell like, Oh, you're out of the game now. And you're looking at the instruction booklet, but um, the way it's, the way it's used is like really interesting. Cause you don't find it in like, you don't find page one, then two and three and four, like you find different pages, but those pages are kind of related to what you need to do in that moment so like the game is very uh very secretive it has tons of like hidden things and stuff for you to discover and the instruction booklet will help you it'll point help point you in the right direction but only part of the way Mm -hmm. like you you have to kind of figure out the rest from the clues that the instruction booklet gives you so like it's a really cool dynamic how you go back into the game and out of the game to like try and study what you need to get back into the game and solve stuff
0: yeah, and it plays um i it plays I would say almost similarly, maybe like a slower paced version of Death's Door, to where it pulls, I think, equal parts from like the top-down Zelda games and then equal parts from sort of the recursive nature of the Soulsborne games. Um so it, it feels like Zelda in that you have the, you know, your your three item slots and you can fill it with your sword or uh, bombs or different like magic rods and stuff. Uh, but then there's you know a stamina meter and there's sort of uh, 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 you know you collect your currency by, by killing things and if you die you gotta get back to your ghost to be able to get some of that currency back. Yeah. Um, they, they borrow some of that, that Dark Souls uh, mm-hmm. language. Yeah this. yeah I do like too it's uh, the game can get uh, pretty tough uh, it has some very like tough as nails bosses. Um, in the options menu there is uh you can just flick on and off uh stamina so then you can have unlimited stamina or you can just flick on and off invincibility uh i was having trouble yeah. loss and i was like you know what I, i'm i'm 35 years old i don't have time for this and so i just <laughs> flicked on Ooh, invincibility listen good. listen if i could have done that if I could have done that in Elden Ring when I was fighting the fucking Flame Giant for like three hours, I would have gladly done that. I would have been like, get out of here, Fire Giant. Like, I, I paid $60 for you. If I don't want to fight you, I'm not going to fight you. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, Tunic is out uh, later today. It's probably going to go live in a few hours on uh, PC and the Xbox. Family of consoles. Um, I threw a link to the game in the chat. Uh, This is a game that's been previewed and showcased for
2: years, 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 years. years. Mostly like there's other on it, but it's yeah Mm -hmm. mostly like a solo endeavor. So like that's super impressive to Mm -hmm. to see what this guy stuck into that game because the thing like the the house tunic starts is not how it ends. Like it does do some very interesting things. So I'm excited for other people to like play it and start going down that rabbit hole, but like saying anything more is pretty much just a spoiler. So how, yeah, how big of a game is it? Uh, I want to say I, I was, I got to credits at about 15 hours, but huh. there's a lot of stuff still left <laughs> after that. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. It does that. Uh, it does a, uh has a good sense of like, I don't know, almost I pace similar to like a classic Zelda game where you have like, okay, you have this, goal to do two things. Oh, now you have this goal to do these three things. And then it's mm-hmm. sort of like zooming out a little bit from there. Um but yeah, I'm really I don't know, really really digging it. I think it's just another uh you know, if if uh I think if you liked Death's Door last year, I think it uh scratches some of the similar itches. Also really good goof, Andrew Hickenbottom. Yeah, I see that too. <laughs> we'll read we'll read the goof at the end of the show, but I just want you to know that was like a a, a pre a pre good goof. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like it It is remarkably similar in a lot of ways to Death's Door, but at the same time, very different. Like they are, they're, like they're doing very different. Things. Yeah. Like I hope folks don't think like, like they don't judge it harshly because it's not Death's Door. Like Death's Door um, is a, a much tighter experience in terms mm-hmm. of like combat and stuff. Like Tunic is focused elsewhere. Like it's not yeah. on like the mechanics so much as it is on like the exploration and the, mm-hmm. the discovery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah absolutely
0: um tunic also uh you know gorgeous art style um a solid soundtrack i i've only like heard a couple songs or a couple tunes off of it but i really like them
2: um i don't know if it's up to the to the standard of death's door which is like yeah i'm probably not going to be playing it like i've been playing death's door but it is it is yeah do like, like tunic's soundtrack it's very mm-hmm. chill yeah like you could definitely like sit down and like just like vibe to <laughs> the tunes yeah yeah this door will like make you feel like you need to <laughs> You need to, like, conduct an orchestra. Sometimes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so, yeah, check out uh, in a few hours uh, uh, Casey's 3MR on Tunic will be up. So watch that. And then uh, it's it's going to be a part of the uh, – it's funny because we were talking about Xbox last week about how they need to do more streams. And, and we were saying how they should just do an indie one. And then lo and behold, they announced uh, today at noon they're doing an ID at Xbox stream. Where don't, they're get, showcasing don't get too indie excited games.
1: about that because I saw on their thing it's going to be longer because of the interviews and everything again.
0: Uh, I'm not going to get too excited, but one, uh, the, the developer of, uh, her story and, uh, telling lies has a new game coming out and he has been, um, teasing this event. So if I see more of that game, I'm going to be excited, but yeah, I, I, I'm not going in expecting like the excitement of like a direct or like an E3 conference, but, um, I don't know if, they're, if they set a road marker for a couple cool indie games. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah uh yeah and then uh okay look at that 35 minutes in now we can talk about the thing that's in the thumbnail yeah. <laughs> so uh Cube i've been playing your
1: comments <laughs> uh
0: no i think everyone most people have been fine they understand the flow of No, this. the comments after the stream
2: oh yeah that's fine
0: well whatever we're, we're done streaming so and they, they have already... the
2: luxury of actually fast forwarding so like, yeah exactly they about? <laughs> that's true <laughs>
0: Uh, So uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is uh, the latest game from Tango Gameworks. That's uh, Shinji Mikami, the Resident Evil creators studio. Um, They've done the Evil Within, Evil Within 2. Um, They are obviously a Japanese studio. Uh, This is uh, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is a PS5 and PC exclusive for a year. Though it is a Bethesda game, and so it's the second of the games like Deathloop that um, sort of the last contractual obligations Microsoft has to Sony for exclusives. So um, it'll be PS5 and PC exclusive for a year, and then I imagine coming to Game Pass a year from next week um, in the same way that I imagine Deathloop will be coming to Game Pass in September, you know, at the year anniversary of its release. Um, But Ghostwire is... It's sort of a hard game to wrap your head around. Um, But once I put a couple hours in and I realized some of the stuff it's doing, it has quickly become just like one of my favorite things of the year so far from from those opening hours. And it's partly due to its incredible sense of place. And that's something that it was the game that kickstarted Yahtzee and I yesterday on something else talking about um, video game settings like we'd want to visit in real life, like virtual tourism. Um, and I was talking about this, like, especially during the pandemic and everything when, um, you know, actual tourism sort of ground to a halt and a lot of us were, were holed up at home that video games had like had the ability to sort of scratch that itch in a little way. And sometimes that's in going to, you know, worlds we created like animal crossing or Minecraft or Stardew Valley or like fantasy worlds, like, uh, you know, we have Elden Ring now or The Witcher. Um, but then also some games can just mimic reality really well. And I thought the Yakuza games do that. Um, some of the Persona games do that where you can wander around Tokyo and you, you you sort of soak in the atmosphere of it. Um, but Ghostwire's depiction of Tokyo, despite the fact that there's been a rapture where where everyone has literally disappeared and the streets are filled with ghouls. <laughs> aside <laughs> from that, if you just take away that, uh, its depiction of like urban Tokyo is absolutely incredible like you can you can almost like feel it with all of your senses like you can hear it and and you can smell it and you can taste it and and going into the restaurants and shops and bodegas and malls and subway stations and shinto shrines in the middle of of, of urban centers and and ramped apartments um um and then climb to the top of a building and exploring like it is it's one of those open worlds that it it doesn't go for breath it goes for depth and in doing that it's like hooked me so much quicker and and harder than something like horizon did or something like um far cry did like is that before
1: before you get even get into all that like what do you do in this game because like i the trailers to me have made zero sense do you (laughs) go through an open world is there linear missions what Mm -hmm. is the core loop of this thing
0: Uh, so the core loop pretty quickly, uh, you know, it falls on the, the, um, the conceit is that, uh, uh, you sort of died in this rapture like event, but, uh, your body got inhabited by the spirit of a former ghost hunter named KK. And so you have this like spirit ghost talking in your head. And it's almost like links, like relationship with Navi. Like he'll pop up and, you know, you'll goof around and stuff and he'll give you hints and stuff, but you have, um, kind of like Dr. Strange, like powers. And so the, the combat is... Like you can think of it just as a shooter to where you use like your fingers and different like almost like hand sign language to form different attacks. And there's like a green wind attack that's like your pistol and a a blue water spread attack that's like a shotgun and a flame attack that's almost like a lobbed grenade. And so you're doing combat with with ghouls in a a first person sense using those things. And you have, you know, certain ammo you kind of need to cycle between them. It's it's the combat flow reminded me a lot of doom to where um like the Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal to where in any given combat situation like ammo is kind of limited to a point to where you need to use all of your weapons you can't just uh you know rely heavily on one uh but the uh the the main flow is kind of traditional open world like it's it's um the there's Tori gates which are those you know the sort of Japanese gates that That's you've seen in Yeah. Yeah. Like Star Fox had them. I mean, so many games have them Mm -hmm. Um, and you uh, you have to cleanse the gates and cleansing the gates clears an area of fog around Tokyo. And so think of those as your like Ubisoft watchtowers um, to where you can't enter the fog areas like you literally need to cleanse the gate in order to pursue or go through a new neighborhood. And then uh, the main mission is pretty it's pretty much you. Uh, constantly chasing after this the 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 guy who caused this all, um, and it's very it very much shows you like oh he went to the other side of the city oh he's in the 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 Shibuya station subway so you need to go down there and and chase after him, uh, but the world is is littered with uh, side quests and and sort of more kind of traditional open world stuff to where uh, you know there's optional gates to cleanse there's. Um, sort of like uh, spirits that that have business left in the world before they can pass on to the other side. So you do these little side quests Mm -hmm. Um, and the side quests are it doesn't feel like busy work because side quests are well written and interesting enough to where I keep wanting to do them like I keep wanting to hear the story of like why this spirit has baggage that you need to help clear up so that they can move on to the afterlife. Um, and it all feeds into the game's upgrade system to where when you help spirits, you're able to uh, sort of like uh, capture the spirits on this little like uh, paper idol you have. And then when you find a, a, a pay phone, you can turn them in for money and experience and you use the XP to, you know, upgrade all of your attacks and, and movement and everything. And so it's, uh, it's, it's kind of more traditional than, like the game seems very different, but the gameplay flow, I think, is is relatively traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But it's just that I want to do and see everything in the city because it, A, it seems very manageable because it's it's relatively small and dense. Uh, B, it it's all feeding into the same progression system, which I'm kind of digging. Like, I, I want my attacks to be stronger and. My my movement abilities be stronger. Like you can, you fly, You see these like flying tengu in the air. and You can grapple up to them to easily get on the rooftops, and you can kind of just glide around to the rooftops. There's no fall damage, so moving around the city feels fun. You have like a kind of a hardcore-ish like, sense of movement to it. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask
2: like, what are your, like your movement options? Like, how do you like get around and like? Yeah, you, know, you can and encounters and stuff.
0: Yeah, you're very uh, you're very quick. You have no stamina. You can climb if it looks like you can climb something, you can climb it. Um, and so it, it kind of skews arcadey in favor of, uh, just making the game feel good. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 genuinely digging it. And it has a lot of like it really is steeped in in Japanese culture and mythology and everything. And if you've like played any of the SMT or Persona games, you're gonna come across those sort of like demons and and kami that are familiar to you that you're going to, you know, either like have to fight or have to help or have to collect or um you know that can somehow, you know, help you in, in combat and in uh uh, traversal and everything but um, yeah for a game that just seems like hasn't been I don't know it just it feels like there's no buzz around this game I think they just done a like like, bad is-
1: job explaining what it is yeah. like the trailers yeah. And the tra- I don't think the trailers have been all that great either um, but also like, I think magic is like one of those gameplay mechanics that's really hard to make look fun uh, yeah because that was gonna be my next question was like how does the combat feel because when i keep watching the other previews and all that like it just kind of looks i don't know it looks like you're throwing shit at enemies and that's they just kind of take it it doesn't look like it's a uh, You you compared it to doom 2016 so that that piqued my interest a bit more but like i'm not sure the the challenge of it if there really is one or is it just spamming yeah you know, magic
0: when I, comp- I compared it to th- the doom comparison to me is more of the the mental comparison of rotating through your weapons and abilities yeah. and i could do like grenades and everything and others even kind of like uh you know uh, visceral kills to where like after you you get more experience if you get an enemy down to low health and yeah. then uh do a thing where you sort of like crush their spirit um and if you, you could do it from a distance and it takes a little while or if you're up close you can kind of just like reach in and steal their beating heart like indiana jones um well he was not the one who stole the beating heart he he witnessed the man having his beating heart stolen um and so yeah it feels a bit like that to where like there's a risk reward oh do i go in so i can get the visceral kill so i can get more out of it um that being said like the, the combat doesn't feel nearly as good as doom and granted i think very few games the the combat feels as good as doom yeah. um uh but i i needed it was weird it was one of those games like playing on ps5 with the ps5 controller i needed to do so much tweaking to like analog stick uh uh response because it first it like felt as slow like it felt like i was looking around and aiming with like the speed of a walking sim, which I'm like, well, that's not, that's not what I want in my combat game. Like if this game is, is trying to remind me of doom, I want it to be as fast as doom. So I had to like turn the sensitivity, like way, way up on everything. And it still doesn't feel as like the combat is, is despite being like a really big part of the game, definitely doesn't have the sort of polish and depth that, doom or wolfenstein or even halo does so um yeah if you're going in expecting like top tier combat um that's kind of not what you're going to get but if you can get over the very passable combat um the game's sense of place its style it's it's just feeling of being in tokyo is is kind of
2: overwhelmingly good well, what about its like main plot thing like you said that they're interesting side quests but like the the main goal of you chasing this antagonist around like is that at all interesting like does that pull you along well he can only, it is we can, yeah and
1: we can only talk up to chapter we can only talk about chapter two and that's it
0: so yeah so. up through chapter two so that's uh okay. yeah without without going into uh deep spoilers or anything you are slowly learning more about your own backstory and you're like trying to find your sister and then the story of who KK was before he died, like your little spirit buddy, like who he was. He was like a ghost investigator and he had his own crew and what happened to all of them. And then, yeah, who the hell this Hanya guy is and, and what's his deal and why is he doing this? So um, I think the, the main story to me has been good enough, much like the combat. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the uh, 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 it's the side quest and those little sort of moments are, are really what's standing with me.
1: Yeah, okay. I haven't like I've tried a bunch of tang- like I've tried e- I've tried to play the Evil Within multiple times mm-hmm. but like I think that game just feels way too slow and clunky for me to play and then like since I haven't played that I haven't tried the Evil Within 2 yet even though it looked it looked a lot better kind of looks the Evil mm-hmm. Within 2 looks like that Dead Space 2 like level of increase uh, like making, yeah yeah I don't know what uh, trying to think of the word for it minor mm-hmm. improvements right but uh yeah I don't know every time i see seen Ghostwire I'm like I'm interested by it it just hasn't looked very fun to play yet
0: um i'm i i'm having a lot of fun playing it um and and it's, it's one of those rare games where i'm uh, doing almost everything on the map like anytime new side quests open up i go there to do them or if new tory gates open up even if it's in the opposite direction of the main goal i'm like well i'm gonna go there because uh it's gonna help upgrade my character, but also I wanna see what neighborhood I unlock next. And like the, mm-hmm. the um the authenticity of it is is like kind of unrivaled in any game I've seen before. Um yeah, I've been fortunate enough to be able to go to Tokyo a couple times for work and uh it's it's just how it captures the feel of the city is, is Yeah, that uh, would be the
1: main reason I would probably wonderful. play it, just to see yeah. you know, that rendition of Tokyo in a game. It, it yeah the, the visuals yeah. do look incredible of the city and everything, so
0: Yeah, the game looks great. It is uh, next gen only. It's only PS5, Um, much like Deathloop. It's not. uh, Yeah, right. Deathloop wasn't PS4. It was only PS5. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see more of those games that are like what games are choosing to be multi-platform and which ones are choosing to or multi-generation in which like, you know, Horizon and Elden Ring were both uh, available on PS4 as well. Mm -hmm. And and...
2: well, that's because Sony, I guess, is in control of those, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's like, I don't know. I've, I've kind of just moved on from the PS4 and Xbox generation. So I don't even think about it, but mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. I wonder like what massive percentage of Elden Ring sales were on older Xboxes and PS4. Um, I think, I thought yeah. they I thought there was a breakdown. But yeah. what I, I didn't see, did, I, did, I, I, I saw, didn't see a breakdown. I saw something. I just, like I, I imagine PC was huge cause it feels like, uh, uh, the like, I have, PC has yeah. developed like a huge following to FromSoft games, which mm-hmm. makes it all the funnier that Bloodborne still hasn't left PS4.
2: That's true. Yeah. Um, like, weirdly enough, there's there's a lot of releases that still aren't technically for the PS5 and Series X slash S. Like they're for Xbox One and PS4, but because there's that crossover, like they just run on the newer consoles. Mm-hmm. And they, they just don't bother to actually update anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to say um, uh, Shadow Warrior 3 was like that. To, uh, it was available on older consoles, but didn't. Well, like, I think that's the version that they released, but it just runs on the current ones. Mm. Like, it's not like optimized gotcha, gotcha. for like PS5. or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's like a decent amount
0: of indie games that are like that. Like, I think Tunic might be that. I think Tunic's like an Xbox One game that... You can play on probably yeah. Series X. And I mean, that's part of the thing of like, I don't know, like, at least with with Xbox, it's uh, easy enough to where it shouldn't, you shouldn't, almost shouldn't even notice um, mm-hmm. if you, uh, you know, if you're playing an, an Xbox One game on Series X, especially like an indie like that. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm digging. It. I'm curious to see what uh, more people think. I know Yasi's working on his uh, ZP, and he said that's his ZP for next week. So um, that'll be a, a, a rare time where he's able to have the ZP go up, I think, before the game is even out, like yeah. after the embargo. The game is weird, though, because it comes out, I think it's like. Well, it comes
1: tw- out on like the 22nd for early access for yeah. people who pre ordered it, it. Yeah. If you pre ordered, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, so like, the actual release is the 25th or something. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. His, Strange.
1: Uh, he, uh, I like. I don't know. I haven't talked to him since he really started playing it, but um, like his quick impression was like he thought it was very interesting. So that mm-hmm. was a good sign. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was digging it. So um,
0: yeah, we'll have. Uh, I'm I'm sure more on that next week. I'm sure we'll do. I mean, he'll obviously do post CPs and streams, and and we'll have more impressions as more of us have a chance to play it, and I have a chance mm-hmm. to go deeper. So I just think it's one of those. Um, I think it's a game. It's again, a, a single player game, not riddled with Michael tra- micro Michael transactions,
2: Michael. <laughs> that guy, that, guy, that, that damn, damn Michael
0: transaction. <laughs> you want to talk about a game with Michael transactions, that fucking chocobo racing game, $50 riddled with Michael transactions. Wow.
1: I can't yeah, believe Michael got to our chocobos square. Square <laughs> Enix better figure something out. Cause God damn, they're, they're publishing some turds lately. Uh, what are you talking about? Babylon's fall, Avengers, Babylon's <laughs> fall.
2: <laughs> yeah, Square Enix is. going they're top. talking trash to like their their actual darlings, like Guardians of the Galaxy. They're like, oh, it didn't do good enough.
0: Yeah, well, so, well, at least it's good. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> like, this game, I feel like this is reminding Ghostwire Tokyo is reminding me of Guardians of the Galaxy, not in like any tangible way but in a way that, like, it feels like the kind of game that so often we're like, they should make more of these games. Why don't they make enough of these games? And then the game's going to completely undersell. Um, I, I think it's going
1: to... So, just, just from the trailers alone, I feel like it's going to be a very divisive game in reviews, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Which is sometimes the most interesting ones. Like, yep. games that are getting, like, sevens and... and Or sixes and eights and fives and nines. Like, I'm just naming a bunch of numbers now. That's not doesn't really mean anything. But
2: I, I don't know. It's a... It's a PS5 exclusive. Like there aren't that many of those. Yeah. That, you know, the, the people who have been able to get their hands on them can get to. Yeah. And on top of that, it's full of weeb shit. So, yeah. you know, those, those Sony fans are going to jump right on that. They don't do. What's in it. It's Japan. Sony,
0: Sony fans absolutely love weeb shit. Um, yes. Y- yeah. So I, like I, I, with that angle, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping it, it, it is able to find an audience because I think it definitely deserves it. Yeah, I think it. It'll, it'll sell. Yeah. I think it'll sell. Nick, do you got a ghost while you're in your room, Nick? What's going on? No, my Max is out there barking. You got a you got a commie in your room? Not a con not might might like a commie. A K-A-M-I, a ghost.
1: Oh. Could be
0: both. <laughs> oh my god, the ghost of a communist. <laughs> <laughs> Very scary. <laughs> uh yeah, but that's uh, that's it. Ghostwire comes out next week. Uh, check out a lot more coverage of it uh, coming up. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's I, I, I hope I think it's a game our audience uh, in particular, our our weeby
1: audience, will probably enjoy.
2: Yeah, I I, wa- our I audience is likes it. our <laughs> audience likes
1: different, like very different things. So, I mean, like different, like not the standard bog fair I, or Ubisoft world, like yeah, that we're like games that do norm, something not different, different, yeah. yeah. Uh, too bad, uh, Elden Ring's now
0: Normcore.
1: So, yeah, <laughs> Elden Ring is already like one of those games on social media that I just don't want to talk about anymore. Because anytime you do, you get the annoying assholes in there. Now it's just like the Last of Us Part Two. It's just like the Last Jedi. It's like anytime you mention those things, you get some asshole in your feed. <laughs> yeah, I'm also it's I'm now. Big. It's anything, now, yeah, anything, anything that's uber popular anymore just brings out the most annoying people. It's and it's, it's the annoying
0: people on both sides, It's annoying people who are hating it because it's the big thing and the annoying people who are like this is the only game that matters ever and i will die on this hill and i am elden ring now and i have a tattoo of the loathsome dung dung eater and this is it
1: and then and then it also brought out like the kind of people that are like experts on everything where the entire conversation over the weekend was the ui ux of versus assassin's Creed versus elden ring and I'm like none of you know a damn thing about user interface or user experience. Shut the fuck up. More like a lo- more like a loser interface. <laughs> fucking loser experience. <laughs> ah,
2: high five. Oh high my five gosh.
1: Like
0: rushed them, crushed them, <laughs> crushed him, crushed him. Guys, a, if you if you rewind, you can high five with us at that same point. So that's like
1: cool and interactive thing. What a what a bunch of goofs though. And suddenly yeah. all these people are experts on user interface and user design. Like, man, you guys should have start applying to those jobs if you know so much. <laughs>
0: Uh I heard uh, the initiative's hiring if yeah, you guys need uh, that's true.
1: The initiative project.
0: Ah. <laughs> <Ooh>, boy.
1: <laughs> in, in
0: Apparently era. just like Crystal Dynamics is not a lead developer on that game.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, I knew that was weird when they brought them in. Now we know why.
1: Yeah well it's also they, just they, brought, time they brought, them, they brought uh, them in yeah so it's probably only a matter of time for that you're right uh, but they brought them in because like the leads of the studio came from Crystal Dynamics and it was almost like yeah they're like the, the way the way the VGC they, report well, the, way the, these guys? the way the VGC report was written was basically that uh, the, the, the people that were working on the initiative didn't want a top down structure and the guys leading it did and then they brought in Crystal Dynamics because they knew how to work in that structure so I don't know. I don't know. You know, like the Internet's going to do their thing and like make a big fuss about, you know, the initiative and stuff like that. But uh, what's the know. what's the
0: alternative to a do top down structure? They were like describing the it as like a,
1: employees make the decisions. Yeah, that's what they were describing it as. Very, very collaborative, and I feel like any developer I've talked oh. to that's been in AAA knows that just doesn't work that way. That's why like Ken Levine oh, was remember, getting in all Nick, that heat.
2: It was quadruple A. There was one more. Yeah, a that's true. There. It was quadruple so, A. So we don't know what we're talking about.
1: Quadruple A is just yeah. The they probably budget. expected something
2: completely different. <laughs> it's just budget. <laughs> You're like, look, we're gonna do things differently here. Yeah,
1: like yeah, like anybody leading a quadruple A studio with that big of a budget is gonna let everybody make a decision. <laughs> Did you know the Yikes. fourth A
0: stands for ah shit. Everyone's leaving the company. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah shit, we don't got anyone to make this game. Uh, and, and yeah, you need. It, are- I'm putting a moratorium on announcing your game before it's a game. Between yeah, this think, Star Wars nonsense for Eclipse and this, yeah, you don't get to do that.
1: I think I think develop. I think more developers are figuring that out finally. And then the ones that don't really oh. stick out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and like, it's. Uh, Oh god. Well, I was gonna say Microsoft has so much stuff now on their first-party lineup in development that not every one of those games is ever going to make it. It's just, mm-hmm. a, it's just a matter of fact. Like I don't know what the fuck's As, going on with Everwild. Has Wild.
2: even one made it yet? Though is my question. Halo Infinite, like they Gears, started.
1: Gears Five. I mean, Forza. that's before all the
2: acquisitions and well, all those acquisitions before I mean, they built all the new studios. No, right? like that was legacy stuff.
1: Yeah, but we knew that we've been saying for years those acquisitions weren't going to materialize anything new until yeah three four years down the road. So we're we're getting there. I think twenty end of twenty twenty two started twenty twenty three is when you're, you're going like to start that seeing that stuff come to fruition.
0: Yeah, I mean it is weird because if it weren't for those contracts, Deathloop and uh yeah, where to Tokyo where would, have have been been. Yeah, would have been Xbox exclusives first party yeah. games mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah it's strange it doesn't it is so weird how many years I've been doing this where I've been saying I'll oh, just I, this Xbox it's it's all it's all in the planning phase it'll be next year and we're still in the it's all in the planning phase it'll be next year but yeah. clearly look at the amount of studios they have especially now with with the once yeah. the Activision. well thing, and you
1: also have to remember like a year or two of that was just staffing those studios up to get things mm-hmm. out, because like we know, it, and Exile's working on stuff, you know, like the we Happy Few Studios working on something new. Like, yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think it's all—it's not far off when we start really hearing about that stuff. And like we, we were doom and gloom about it last week, and like Perfect Dark. I don't, I don't know what the deal is with that game, but you know, when you want to make an Uncharted competitor, that, that one's a blow well when you want to make an uncharted competitor like a like a real sony competitor it's not going to be easy to do that it's going to go Uh through cycles of development so i'm not really surprised that the initiative is having those troubles because it seems like every studio that's just kind of gone out and hired all the talent they can there's some kink in there somewhere where you know people are fighting vying for control and everything so i'd rather them figure it out now than release a bad
2: game a bunch of alphas all in the same room you're gonna get some tension you <laughs> know that's a, that's a I mean,
1: yeah i mean if you look at the the list of vgc put out like so many people from so many different studios came to work on that game you know i don't know i don't think you, sometimes those two yeah, that those might, yeah, it might have been part out. of the
2: problem really mm-hmm.
0: i think they just make another banjo Kazooie game and i think <laughs> everything would be fine
1: if they just did that <laughs> no view a pinata first god get no, with it marty when you had a No, or a Viva Pinata pinata game where you
0: where you destroy the pinata and out of it is birthed. Viva Pinata would be
1: the perfect Michael Banjo Pinata,
0: Banjo Pinata. That sounds like a weird. That sounds like a like a a a Formula One racer from Italy, Banjo (laughs) Pinata.
1: But uh, all right, time to wrap Uh, this up.
0: Yeah, yeah. We got. uh, Do we do we got. uh, Do we got some super duper shots?
1: we do we have just a few today uh nick the og because we're not talking about elden ring all day so we don't get all the super chats oh we gotta talk about elden ring so we get all the super chats uh nick the og donates five dollars says hey guys taking my usual quick break from work to wish you a good stream also nick i visited kansas city the other week why the fuck does anyone want to live there (laughs) hey i don't know where you visit in kansas city if you went maybe to south of the city it's kind of boring down there but i'm up in the north and that's fun Plenty of stuff to do downtown.
0: Northside. Raves? Barbecue?
1: No. But uh I found my new favorite. Royals. I found my new favorite sandwich rest- restaurant last week. Uh, called the Long- Mute- very exciting. It's called Longboards. Longboard? You, saw me talk, you, sa- you saw me talk about it in the editor's hour or in the editor's chat.
0: I saw you post this picture of
1: it. I did. It's like yeah, for it anybody that's curious, it's that's like lovely. a it's like a Hawaii like Hawaiian, like Pacific restaurant where uh, it's it's almost like a burrito, but it, they grill it like a panini. And so, like, one of the, the sandwiches I just keep going back to get, it's got uh, pulled pork in it. It's got turkey. It's got garlic potato salad in it. Uh, Hard boiled egg. And then, like, this Parmesan sauce. And it's fucking good. It's real good. I tried that. Oh, it's good. Uh, the other one I just got was like steak, chicken, turkey uh, with brown rice. In egg whites and then whatever sauce you want, and it's like a giant. It's like a giant. It's like literally like this big, and it's stuffed to the brim and then pressed like a panini. And Honey money posted. A chat. So you shouldn't. If hungry.
0: you if you went to Kansas City and you didn't go to Longboards, did you actually go to Kansas City? <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't yes, believe that that is, Honey Money found there. the link. Yep, Should that
1: it? is the place. All right. Incredible. Uh, yeah so if you go Kansas City check out Longboards I just gave them free advertising hopefully they pay me for that later cause it, you know
0: <laughs> it just feels like a very mom and pop blackmail yeah, what, what an
1: adorable picture on <laughs> there got, they got a, they yeah, got a few locations yeah they got a few locations uh, Andrew Hickman donates two pounds and says how about that awesome Sonic tro- t- Sonic 2 trailer though
2: I haven't seen Buy it yet. I'm excited for Sonic Two. Yeah, I've not watched the Sonic Two trailer. I kind of don't want to see it because I heard it spoils (laughs) like most of the
0: movie. It is. It is incredible. It is one of those trailers where I'm like, okay, well, I could probably write the outline of the movie right now. That's pretty easy. Um, I did like the poster that that was echoing the Sonic Two.
2: Yeah, I saw that going around. Yeah, that's cool. And I did like the first one quite a bit, like way more than I thought I would, because I don't. You guys know, me and Sonic don't really see eye to eye. No, not. It was all right though
0: yeah uh yeah same i put it in the same league as like detective pikachu where i'm like all right this is very nice if i was 10 this would be my favorite movie ever but at my current age i could just respect it for what it is uh, i nice.
1: still need to watch the first one video- um, i haven't watched detective pikachu either i don't know video game movies just don't really interest me too much let I mean, you watch arcane that was a show marty Oh, that show is just a big, long movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eve Daly, member for seven months and bonus content says, not able to watch live lately, but just dropped in to say thanks for all the great content. Life's been crappy, so you're doing real escapist content week.
0: Oh, I get it. We're doing yeah, really uh, escapist content. Yes. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry life's been crappy, but I'm glad we can we can help out in some small modicum.
1: Andrew Hickambottom back for his two pound donations as tunic, but one nick is enough. <laughs> uh, so that was funny. funny. That's the well goof. That, that's a dead joke of the week.
0: Incredible goof. <laughs> that was so good. That was like Jesse's goof from game night. That was so good that it was a
2: two dollar goof. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't remember I don't remember what it was, but it was a two dollar goof. Yeah, go, go back and watch it. Find out.
1: March donates two dollars says congrats on one billion views thanks for all the great work yes the channel like obviously we only had a small spark to play this because we've only been here through like three and a half years now but uh the channel itself over its lifespan has reached one billion lifetime views over the weekend which was pretty cool to see and yes. the fast fast majority of that had to go to yahtzee obviously uh which somebody had to nicely point out on twitter for me so i couldn't feel too good about it but you know
0: no, I mean we got 144 people watching. Oh, 140,
1: literally. As I said, that
2: four left. Oh, <laughs> they went to Twitter to go find that. that we <laughs> I, they I went was, to go harass the was, nice family at Longboard. I was, yeah.
1: I was, I was like sitting in the car. I read that tweet. I'm like, you know what? I have to drive for 11 hours. Fuck this guy in particular. I'm just gonna roast him today, and I did. I
0: like, uh, you know, uh, like you know, like you you being in the car didn't you would have done that at home you would have done that no life. no my, you would have absolutely what are you talking I, about I you don't get any Twitter beef at home right never no <laughs> only, only when you're in the Ozarks only
1: like when I'm waiting in a drive-through long <laughs> that line Ozark energy too, just if make I wait go crazy. if I have to wait in a drive-through line too long then I get mad and go on Twitter and start fighting with people it's fine
0: but your version of road rage is just go to Twitter and, and start some beef. Mm-hmm
1: <laughs> Yep. Okay. Out.
0: <laughs> I guess it's better than actual road rage. So, <laughs>
1: well, I can do both at the same time.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if you're just not paying attention to the road and you're just
2: yeah, angrily so
0: tweeting, that is like
2: <laughs> road rage right there. How you take out uh, a young family on a, on their own? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's so
0: bleak. <laughs> Superhero origin or villain
2: origin
1: Nope. We're going back to anytime I see a minivan on the road, I go and start rage tweeting and rage roading. It's literally just a family. What is happening? It's never a family. It's just some weirdo in a minivan that likes to cross lanes too much. What
0: is happening? Wait,
1: what you need to come to it, you need to be around like Central Missouri with all the minivans and just see like those are those are like meth vans. That's all I'm gonna say. They, they got they got meth in the back of their vans. It's fine. It's fine though. I don't think that's fine.
0: You know, you're like the weirdest vigilante ever. <laughs>
1: sit there and yell at them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, the OG. Kids in the backseat
0: are crying while they're watching Bluey
1: <laughs> on their iPads. <laughs> Nick, the OG. Donates, five dollars. Says, someone with a Bloodborne Dark Souls tattoo, I feel attacked.
0: Nick, the OG. I didn't mean... No, that's not what I meant. You can like... There's a good amount of liking something and then you cross a threshold and it becomes bad. Like, you can like something, you can get tattoos of something, something could be your favorite, but when it is just literally your only identity. <laughs> and so if someone says they don't like the thing, you feel it's a personal insult to you, that's when it's bad. I don't mm-hmm. think you're like that, Nick the OG. I think you're great. I, I think you're the best Nick. only best feel Nick like here. that about Halo. Yeah, you're the OG. You're the original Nick. You don't have any Halo tattoos, though. Also, you, you don't feel that way about Halo because you haven't talked about <laughs> Halo in, like, months because no one's talking about that game anymore.
1: <laughs> I was just hope the show isn't terrible. Like, IGN's review gave it a 7 out of 10 for that first episode. But then they said, like, the CGI was really bad. And I'm like, mm. Oh, Matthew, during the CGI this episode... Was bad.
0: During this episode, Matthew DM'd me saying um, that he has screeners. Uh, he wanted to know if he, he wanted us... He wanted so to I, I
1: don't get review copies of the game or the show? Fuck, I'm not a Halo fan anymore. That's What's the point? I don't get free stuff for it. I mean, I feel <laughs> like
0: you could just be a fan of something
1: to not get the free stuff. <laughs> I mean, you could just be a fan. No, because then that becomes your identity and you just hate everything about yourself. Uh.
0: I like you when you were being mad at the families
1: (laughs) Go back to being mad at families Uh, Donald Nabody with a $55 donation Says thanks for telling me about Chocobo Racing GP The Michael transactions I added the Michael in We're just going to call Michael transactions from now on Hell yeah It makes me sad that a remaster from my childhood Was burned in such a bad way Here's the money I would have paid to buy the game
0: (laughs) Oh my god Oh that's incredible Thank you so much Donald Nabody thanks. Thanks We'll we'll stream chocobo racing.
1: <laughs> in your honor.
0: <laughs> in, in your honor. Yeah, there's like the free demo you can you can do.
1: How did so there's a remind me, there is a what, fifty dollar transaction for just a car in that game?
0: No, the game is fifty dollars. Oh. Yeah, you pay fifty dollars so for one of the, the micro game and the games. game is riddled with microtransactions. Oh, so it's right. really
1: supposed to be a mobile game.
0: <laughs> yeah, but there's is it a fifty dollar barrier. So there, is, uh, no, no. It's I think it's literally only on Switch, which is weird. Um, I mean, not that weird in Japan because ninety nine percent of consoles in Japan are Switch. Um, so there's like a free demo that's like a couple characters and a couple tracks and stuff, and then you can carry your progress over if you buy the fifty dollar game and you unlock the whole thing. But then apparently the whole thing is rife with microtransactions. So
1: I was hearing, which
0: sucks because I played the demo and it was like, oh, the car racing was kind of fun, and I, I don't know, I liked. Leo DiCaprio pointing at the Final Fantasy stuff I, I recognized. I was like uh, a big dumb mouth breather.
1: I was hearing Gran Turismo 7's kind of loaded with microtransactions too.
0: Microtransactions? Yeah. Micro-transactions. I,
1: don't, I gotta get used to that.
0: That, too
2: fa- that car too. That game's too fancy for me. I can't handle that. I haven't, I haven't opened yeah, my I've, copy I've yet, never so I'll have be able to report on that next a week. A modicum of fun in a Gran Turismo game. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay, honestly. Like, so it has never felt fun to play those games to me.
1: If you... If you are not a member, you or if you only watch our stuff on YouTube and you are not a member, you need to become a member right now for Yahtzee's Babylon's Fall Review today because it is the funniest one he has done in a while. I was laughing through the entire thing. He roast that game to the point like my computer screen was on fire. Oh no. I love it. Maybe you guys shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't do this. <laughs> you
0: want your monitor burned down. It's, it's worth
1: it. all right. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And uh, I think assuming this is the last super chat. You have the longest name ever. I'm going to try to figure this out. Story Tiller because Teller was taken 02. <laughs> it
0: sounded like you were like a, a Midwest housewife trying to solve
1: a Wheel of Fortune puzzle. <laughs> yes. Uh, donates five pounds says Nick's car horn, Nick's car horn goes tweet. Yeah,
0: Probably. That'd be funny nice. if you had a bunch of angry drafts and then every time you <laughs> Just uh, on my your window. horn, they were sent out.
1: <laughs> and the last, oh, one more came in from Tommy Salty for PLN 10. It says great haircut, Marty. Looking great. Somebody Thanks, pointed Tommy. out the only time you oh. see my hair is when I get a haircut and I don't wear the hat for the, like the one day and then it goes back on.
0: It's crazy how long your, your hair like goes down to like the, the small of your back. I, yeah, it's tied you bu- up. In a, you bunch it all up. In your it's hat. tied up in and knot up here. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look like a King of Fighters character. <laughs> I think there's a King of Fighters character who has a hat. Doesn't Terry Bogart have a hat and long hair?
2: Yeah, he has a long ponytail. Yeah,
0: you're like Terry. You're like the Terry Bogart of <laughs> the Escapist.
2: All right. Well, that's the last super
0: yeah. chat. <laughs> also, honey money, you can't ask what game night is. It's Wednesday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we don't know that till like Friday morning. <laughs> what? Friday night, actually, we don't know usually. Hey, that's better. It used to be Saturday, but, but I think it might be time true, to do. It used to be Saturday. I think it might be time to do for honor this weekend.
2: Oh, right, because the crossplay yeah. uh, is in effect now, right?
1: Yes, that uh, new season, and we've been talking about it for a while. And I just want to whip your ass again. Not you, Casey, I Marty. I don't remember things going. I just want to. Right I head. just want to whip Marty a lot.
0: Oh no, I'm I'm sick that day. I have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got saturday night diarrhea it's already it's already cooking <laughs> plant to <die. laughs> uh, put it on my schedule uh, no uh, Deebs, yeah. we're not going to figure out game night at saturday at 4 p.m we figure it out on fridays now
1: uh yeah I'll, I'll have diarrhea whenever you guys play an anime game again because i gotta go move my girlfriend's couch today so it's just you know i'll store it for later
0: worry, <laughs> when was the last time we played an anime game
1: i don't know just whenever we do, I hope it yeah, won't
0: be game there. Night in particular. Listen, the yeah. one anime game I keep bringing up, Casey is like vehemently against playing uh, that Dragon What's Ball, that? the Dragon Ball Dead by Daylight game. Oh yeah, I
2: don't want to play that. Yeah, I don't want to play that. <laughs> what? How? It's Dead by Daylight. I don't like that whole genre with Yajirobe. <laughs> <laughs> I do really I pronounce his name? Doesn't like that.
0: change my mind. I like that 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 chubby dude Pharaoh. Welcome to bonus content.
1: Yeah, they took my advice. Good on you. Welcome.
0: Oh, yeah. That might have been just because you said the Babylon's Fall thing. That's I'm crazy. sure
1: it should be. Yep. It's a good. Re- it's a funny as fuck review. Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, Let's wrap this up.
0: Yeah. What, uh, what do you got going on? Casey, we already mentioned the tunic review going up in uh, a yep. few hours.
2: Yeah, um, I did a preview for a thing. I have no idea when that's supposed to come out.
1: Oh, yeah. we'll How about uh, this uh, week or... Next week.
0: All right, would you so you you you
1: you'll, you'll hear... George Lucas can going be happy about this one. You'll hear all about LEGO Star Wars, Skywalker, Saga next week on Breakout. We got, well, why did uh, I have to go to presentation? Why did I have to go to the presentation? Just got to play the game. because I wanted you to suffer.
0: Also, they said... <laughs> okay, there's... Yeah. <laughs> Let me complain about this when we go on. I'm not actually complaining. <laughs> I am excited about the game.
1: Anything else, Casey? Are you done?
2: Oh, anything else? Uh, you got exposed to no, diarrhea stored on, it for later? Years nine. <laughs> no, I'm immune to diarrhea. Oh, okay. So. That can't be true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe you got but, clean uh, yeah. living. Maybe you got clean living. You're not eating big old longboard potato
1: salad sandwiches. <laughs> hey, that's healthy. It has. It doesn't hurt me like Chipotle does.
2: What have, is I healthy about you know what, a potato I, salad sandwich? I'm supportive, everything. I'm supportive of everything eating anything other than chipotle so i yeah I, i'm okay with nick making a change in his life yeah honey when he, he says i all the time yeah pretty much uh, that's, <laughs> that's probably that's probably
1: that why idea. i'm tweeting less is because i am not constantly on the toilet from chipotle so
2: that's when you get your quality tweeting done yeah
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on throne. yeah quality quality uh okay as far as I guess Casey's done as far as I've got stuff coming yeah, up <laughs> I'll be back <laughs> on Thursday with Jack for today we play no idea what he's playing It'll probably be some weird indie game as usual uh Friday Amy and I will be back for Gears of War 3 uh after our miscommunication last week so we'll be back to I think we'll get pretty close to finishing it if not if not finish it uh and Saturday's game night and it sounds like we might do for honor and yes, there is Puzzle be today on Babylon's Fall. I think I'm just gonna throw Jay Mate on there. I don't know if he's in the chat, but I just want somebody else to have to suffer and not be me or Marty.
0: <laughs> so. I can't do it. I don't. I can't. I'm not allowed to. I'm legally not allowed to stream with Yahtzee two days in a row. Right, and you'll have to be there Hi. next week. Yeah. Oh yeah, for Ghostwire for Tokyo yeah, Boy. There you go. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Perfect. Uh, then uh, yeah, Casey and I'll be back tomorrow at uh, 3 p.m. Central, streaming more Dead Space Three co-op. Uh, yep. I think we're crossing the halfway point, so um, that's been a lot of fun. We'll have more of that. Uh, speaking of Jmate, you should check out his Anatomy of Elden Ring Part One, uh, which is currently that's available on YouTube for everyone. Uh, it's really good. It's it's um, you know it's it's tough to turn those videos around on a new game, but it's um, yeah definitely worth worth watching. His uh, his take on it is is incredibly interesting. So good stuff. Um, and then. Oh, you can follow me on Twitch. Oh, you have a McFiggy Twitch now? B, Which is my Twitter. No, so that's, I don't, I, I got to like learn how to crawl before I can learn how to walk. Like so I gotta learn how to stream. Um, I, I did uh, I did a, a, a test stream. I think I figured out how to stream because I want to be able to figure out how to stream on my personal channel so I could start streaming from stuff from the escapist so that I could play all the shitty weeb and old Nintendo games and old RPGs that... Hmm. <laughs> nick won't let me play with anyone else so i'll just be doing it myself <laughs> uh yeah so follow me there i'm gonna start streaming probably some shit off my switch yeah okay nice sounds good cool uh awesome once again thank you everyone uh in chat for for hanging out for spoofing and goofing with us thank you to everyone who donated and became a member it's it's greatly appreciated and everyone who reads and watches our stuff um it is, it's great you're all wonderful uh, so, for Casey and Nick, uh, this was Marty for Breakout Episode 33. Uh, thank you all so much, and we'll see you later this afternoon for the post-ZP
1: of Babylon's Fall. Oh, and don't forget, if you are a bonus content or a credit member, we will do our State of Escapist update this Sunday at 1 p.m. Central, uh, live on YouTube, with updates on a bunch of new content and things we are doing. See you then. Oh, bye. 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 I'm going to Longboards. I want my garlic mashed potato salad. No, it's not mashed potatoes. It's just potato salad.